We're live. We already know it. We've got the errors in the chat. I've turned off all the background sounds. We are using the mic from my laptop. I am in a hotel room right now. I'm in a hotel being a hoe. So I'm using the laptop mic. The camera's good because I got my iPhone hooked up. This shit looks better than my normal camera. So don't matter. We push on. We must continue. It's Cune Assault Saturday. We're covering everything week seven. Any questions y'all got? Sit starts. We're going to dive into them today. What's up, Greg? Let me X out of Discord. Jacob, you're your. If y'all want to be in Cune Assault next week, become a big dog member. BDGE.co. That's how you get in these bad boys. Let's talk weather. Let's talk the weather because we talk the weather every day. Saturday. Where you at, weather report? All right, so this is from Roto Grinders. Again, I, I apologize for the audio if this is coming in a little bit unclear, but I was told I was pitched by Apple, by Steve Jobs actually himself, that these laptops have professional microphone type abilities in them. So there shouldn't be that much of a drop off, though I don't believe those motherfuckers for a second. All right. So these are the games that we need to keep an eye on for the weather a little bit. There's nothing too serious. There's the the yellow games on top. We got Washington at the Giants. We've got Buffalo at New England. We've got Detroit at Baltimore. Uh, those are the games with the uh, most severe weather, I guess you could say. But it just wins 15 miles an hour or so with some gusts and whatnot. But nothing too uh, serious that we have to be nervous about. So... Don't really worry about weather too much. Let's get some questions on the docket. Mr. Greg, half PPR flex. We've got Godwin, we've got Lockett, and we've got Cooper. All right, so this one, uh, actually surprisingly a little bit easy for me. Uh, Godwin's been really, really disappointing outside of when Evan has left the game. Um So he's probably my three here. Cooper was nice and impressive with P.J. Walker. And it looks like P.J. Walker is going to be the QB again. I mean, we don't know yet, but it, it's a good matchup against the Colts. So I actually sneaky kind of like him here. However, I think when all is said and done, I'm going to go lock it. I don't know if DK is going to play or not. I don't really necessarily care that much because Arizona's given up just absolutely donating points to the wide receiver position at this point. And if DK's out, I mean, Lockett's probably penciled in 10 targets or so. So Lockett's my one, Cooper's my two, and Godwin would be my Trey spot. We have B-Rob or Godwin. I will also go back with uh, B-Rob there. I like I like B-Rob. This I'm, I'm assuming we're talking about Brian Robinson. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Brian Robinson. I mean, he's just, he's just so involved. I think he's almost – I'd almost pencil him in for a touchdown against the New York football giants. Great matchup. The Giants' defense is atrocious. B-Rob is not atrocious. He's been very, very good. So I like B-Rob there. We got Flex, Palmer, Osborne, or Mayer. Ooh, I like that. So Mayer, Mayer's really interesting this week, right? He's, he's kind of like coming into this little breakout zone of his. However, if you're not in a um, – if you're not in like a tight end premium league, then I probably wouldn't be looking to start him over these guys because I think both the other options are – Relatively good. I know everyone's probably going to be down on 
Osborne because he didn't have like a huge game last week, but I still think he's probably going to be the top target getter there. And then Palmer's kind of like the Josh Osborne or the Josh, uh, the KJ Osborne of the Chargers. I think I like Palmer there. I think I like Palmer the most out of these three right now. I think Palmer's like really solidified in this role. I feel like Quentin Johnson kind of showed us that he's not it for the time being right now. Uh, they got to play against the Chiefs. I want to say that over-under is at like 48 points right now, which is, I want to say the second highest on the slate. Yeah, it is. So they got 48 as the total in that game. This, the next highest is obviously the Dolphins. Eagles at 51 and a half. So this is a game where I think both corner or both quarterbacks are going to throw the ball a lot. And I think Palmer's just kind of designated to get a good amount of volume. You sound fine. Relax. Relax, Anna. Sam. Hey, Nick, I love your content and everything you guys are doing. I was curious as to what your favorite websites are for conducting research on players. So there's a lot. Um, it really depends. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll talk through my process a little bit about how I think about diving into a player specifically. Because there, there are so many websites out there that I use, and they're all kind of used for different purposes. So what I, what I typically like to do is generate uh, a stance or a take that I have on a player, right? And I don't do it via numbers or like doing any research at first. I, a lot of the times you could think of stances that you have on players, you know, you might, you might, it might be because you heard a stat or something, but a lot of the times it's like subconscious. You say, Hey, I really like this guy for this reason. Right. And, it, and it's kind of something in your head that just like pops out. So I go from there. So I basically make a stance on a player that I think for whatever reason is the right stance. And then I'll dive into the websites based on whatever it is my brain is telling me to spit out, right? If I'm thinking about like, okay, I still love Christian Watson, right? This is just kind of off the top of my head. We're going to do a, a thought experiment here. I still love Christian Watson. I think he's a guy you should trade for. And the reason being is that in his limited time while he's been playing, like in my head, I might say like Christian Watson because he just gets so many fucking deep targets. He's eventually going to connect there, right? Like that's, that's what my brain says, but I don't want to say that to you guys. I want to clarify it a little bit more with a little bit of research, uh, some numbers behind it to verify or play devil's advocate to myself. The research part is important because a lot of the times the thoughts that you have are based on very biased things that you may maybe seen on like a Twitter timeline or just seen on like Sports Center or some shit like that. And you might have the, the bigger picture wrong. So to myself, I say like Christian Watson keeps getting deep targets. So what I would do is say, okay, I want to go look at Christian Watson. He's playing in limited times. How many snaps is he playing? What is his percentage? And if it's still not there yet, if it's still not up to like 80-90%, why not? Probably because he's coming back from injury. How many deep targets per game is he getting? You know, what is his air yard share? How many deep shots per game uh, can we expect going forward? What is Jordan Love's deep uh, deep accuracy? Kind of thing like that. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm starting to pick apart the numbers that actually back up the thing that's being said in my head. And then that's where you obviously need to know like the resources of where to go in order to back those numbers up or to, you know, play against yourself there. So there are a lot of now free resources that you can use. Um, so I guess it would kind of depend on the stat that you're looking for. But some of my favorite ones, like for very, very basic fantasy stats, you can go to fftoday.com. They have like all the leaderboards of, of players, stats, yards and things like that. They're, they're more basic. Um, Teamrankings.com is another good one that you can get stats on just overall teams. So like uh, defenses, rushing yards allowed per game or offenses like offensive red zone uh, 
trips per game, shit like that. Like th- things that are more like team related. You can go to teamrankings.com, uh, the 33rd team. So the 33rd team.com. And then you can click on the top menu. Uh, it's called the edge. It's like their chart where you could see fantasy points allowed to each position by every team and, and stuff like that. That's a really good one. Uh, fantasylife.com. Their utilization report, I think, is a really cool free resource that you can go like game by game and look at how many snaps a single player has. Uh, I use some some paid ones as well, like PFF, their premium package, I think, is really, really cool. You get a lot of like in-depth statistics on that stuff. Um, honestly, I have a folder of about like 30 or 40 resources that I use, and I've been doing this so long that like if you give me a problem you're trying to solve or if you give me a stat you're trying to find... I'll be able to like know exactly where to go within like five seconds of you asking. So really, really long-winded way of saying there are a lot of resources that I use, but it really depends on um, the stat that you're looking for, I guess. PPR, Hunt, Wandell, or JSN. I want to say you might have dropped this in the Discord chat. So it would be, it, it, it depends on DK's status right now. If DK's out, I'd go JSN here if DK is playing. Um which I feel like 51-49 DK plays here, I would go with Wandell here. Wandell's been a nice little PPR stud. Full PPR, we've got Wandell again, Josh Reynolds, or Tyler Algier. I don't really like Algier in full PPR. The Bucks' run defense is relatively good. I actually want to check how they're doing against um, running backs in terms of pass defense. So for something like that, I would look at the 33rd team. I go to the edge. I would go to the first drop down they have in the top left corner where it says like passing, rushing, receiving. I go to team defense versus running backs. Uh, Right now, Tampa Bay is allowing the, they're like the 12th fewest fantasy points to the running back position, but more so I want to, I want to think about the targets, I guess, and stuff like that, because that is where uh, we're kind of zoning in on in, in terms of like full PPR, right? So we're looking at that, but they have actually allowed the seventh most targets and the seventh most receptions to the running back position this year. So they do have a, 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 a maybe a soft linebacking group in terms of like coverage on the running backs. That really wouldn't sway me because I think in a scenario like this, when you're when you're deciding between like a pure power running back and two wide receivers in full PPR, I would almost always sway that way. Um, I think the nature of the Lions Ravens game is going to be a little bit ugly. I think that's going to be a low-scoring game with two really, really good defenses, and the weather will be a little windy there, so maybe they don't take as many shots downfield. Amon Ra's there, Jameson Williams there. Jameer Gibbs is also back, who's a pass-catching weapon, of course. They got Sam Laporta, so I think I would actually side with uh, Wandell there. Sutton or Downs, half PPR. So Downs, uh, Downs has been like sneaky okay. The Browns are like fucking nearly impossible to throw the ball against, but you can kind of hit them with some slot receiver action. Sutton, you just really never know what the fuck you're getting from this Broncos offense, man. Russ has been just like relatively fucking schizophrenic here. Who are they even playing this week? Broncos play the Packers. Packers are, you know, kind of middle of the pack defense, I think, but I do expect the Packers to come away with a win here. I think Sutton's – I think I would give it a slight lean towards Sutton. I think he's probably got a better chance of scoring a touchdown, and I also think Green Bay's got a better chance of shutting down – or I think uh, Cleveland's got a better chance of shutting down Gardner Minshew and in Indy than 
Green Bay does of the Denver offense. What are you traveling for? Uh, so I'm in Baltimore right now. I'm visiting JL, who is, um, you know this obviously, but like some people probably don't in here. JL is our newly hired CTO, and uh, he lives down here in Baltimore. Part of our contract is that he's got to come up for some FaceTime each month to New York uh, to, you know, get to know the team better and, and have a bunch of internal, you know, work that we get in on. Um, but I told him that like every few months I'd come to Baltimore to make that trip a little bit easier for him, even though the trip is so easy for both of us. It's literally like Penn Station in New York to Penn Station in Baltimore. It's like a straight two and a half hour trip. Um, but I told him I'd come this month because he had his wedding last week last weekend, which I was actually here for. I've never been to Baltimore before, but now I've been here twice in the last two weekends. Um, and he was not traveling for his honeymoon. So I was like, all right, this is like six days after your wedding. I'll just come down and, and visit you so you don't have to leave again. Unfortunately, his wife actually just came up with strep throat and we were at her house slash apartment all day, not all day, but for a couple hours last night, which is not great. I was actually supposed to do this stream from JL's studio, but but shit happens. But Baltimore happens. London or Curtis Samuel half PPR. Uh, I'm I'm gonna give that lean to Drake London. He's actually been like low key, very very good since uh, he had the dud in week one, which I feel like maybe we're kind of holding on to. But he's been relatively like super solid fantasy wise since. Week two, obviously, he's going to have his down games because he's attached to Desmond Ritter. But if you look at the five games since week two, like starting week two through week six, he's had double-digit half PPR points in four out of the five games, 15.7 uh, in one of them, 17 in last week's. So, like, they're starting to heat up a little bit. And I think, like, Ritter, Ritter, listen, we're never going to win anything with Ritter, but I think he's showing that, like, if we make him throw the ball a lot, there will be some statistics to back it up. I don't think he's a good real-life QB. He makes very questionable decisions, but he can deliver the ball to a dude like Drake London. He's not like a spaghetti fucking arm where there's no, he's not like these, you know, these backup QBs that go in and everything just falls out from underneath you as a uh, NFL fucking franchise out here. I don't want him to be my starting quarterback, but realistically he'll be, he'll, he'll make London be okay. Full PPR, Wandale, Josh Downs, or do I pick up Dobbs off the waiver? That's kind of interesting that Dobbs is available there. Um, I think I've answered this before in some roundabout way, but I would go uh, Wandale over Josh Downs. And then Dobbs versus the Broncos actually is kind of like a really sexy little uh, sexy little twist there. I actually think I would, I would take – I think if I had those three, I would start Dobbs. I think Wandell's probably the safest, but if you need any sort of little sprinkling of upside there, like Wandell really doesn't ever score touchdowns, but he's he's a really uh, secure like five for fifty as a floor guy. Dobbs obviously has some ceiling there, but Christian Watson's back, so maybe the ceiling's dampered a little bit. But I think Dobbs got some nice touchdown upside. So I I think it's really really close. I personally think I like Dobbs a little bit more than Wandell, but if you feel safer with Wandell, I got no problem with that. What I'm Mister Influence. I am tempted to start Dobbs over Deontay Johnson due to matchup and injury return. So should I play Dobbs or Deontay full PPR? I am uh, I am I'm pretty ready to just let Deontay rip now that he's back. In full PPR, he's a dude. I, I think he'll go right back into a role of seeing like eight to nine targets realistically. I'm not really too concerned. He he spent a lot of time out. Uh, I think he's fully recovered. I'm I'm not really worried about Deontay Johnson. So I would I would play him over Dobbs. Tindy, Tindy baby, made a trade this week. I got Aaron Jones for 
white. I'm assuming Rashad White and a low end wide receiver. Wondering if you think Bijan Cook and Aaron Jones are a great running back set, or if I should move one of my bigger wide receivers with Cook. Uh, I'm going to assume you mean James Cook, not Dalvin Cook. I want to say White was Rashad White, and you didn't tell me who the low end wide receiver was. I don't know. <laughs> Why'd you keep that hidden from me? Uh, wondering if you think Bijan Cook and Aaron Jones are a great running back set, or if I should move one of my bigger wide receivers with Cook. Um, no, I I think you'll be fine with that. I think I think you've got a top ten option in Bijan, a top twelve option in Aaron Jones, and a top fifteen to twenty option in James Cook. I I, I would feel very comfortable with that trio right there. I would hold on to your receivers. Dynasty half PPR Superflex first place and first in points. What the fuck you need me for? You out here rolling? I traded Stevenson, QJ, my 2024 second for Aaron Jones and Pittman. Thoughts? Um, you know, you didn't really give up too much. Like Steven, I actually, I actually, on this note, I'll, I'll give you a little uh, insight here. I'm in a tiered PPR dynasty league, so running backs get half PPR, wide receivers get full, tight ends get 1.5. I actually just made a trade this morning. I gave away Ramondre for Tank Dell and Jonu Smith, which I was really fucking happy about. It kind of feels like the way I look at Dynasty, especially when the settings are like wide receiver heavy and you want to invest a lot in young wide receivers, like full PPR, start three wide receivers kind of thing. Guys that are in that like Stevenson and even Aaron Jones-ish, even like Aaron Jones-ish, I... Tend to stay. I, I tend to try to stay away from like investing any sort of real capital, whether that's startup capital or like trading things for running backs that are in that like twenty five to twenty seven range years old. Like if your team is kind of put together, unless they're elite, like I have no problem holding on to really elite running backs, like high end dudes. You know, whether it's like the Ecklers, McCaffreys, whatever. Those guys, of course, you want on your team because they're legit league winners. But the other dudes, like the Ramondres, that that are now, you know. 25 years old and very soon to fall off the cliff in a couple of years, but they give you kind of like replaceable fantasy points. Those are the dudes that you should really like stay away from because you find so many replaceable players to throw into those fucking slots with you. Um, so that being said, like I like Aaron Jones more than Stevenson. The way I would kind of look at that, look at this is like QJ for QJ in a second for Pittman which it's very easy to be super reactionary right now and say like, oh, QJ is fucking done for. He's terrible. He's still a first round pick attached to Justin Herbert. Maybe he needs a year, right? Like maybe next year, Mike Williams and or Keenan Allen are not there anymore. And QJ is a starting wide receiver and two wide receiver sets with Justin Herbert. His value just spikes up, you know? But I also like the fact that Pittman's now tied to Anthony Richardson and that's going to be a nice little duo for a while. So long-winded way of saying, I've got no problem with the trade. I think it's good. And the fact that, you know, you're first in points in first place right now means you are competing for a championship. And obviously the latter side of that trade gives you dudes that you can compete with immediately. I think that's, I think that's a good trade for you. I would say, I don't think either side really necessarily like lost the trade per se, but I'd give you a slight lean for sure, especially based on context. Half PPR, two flicks. Madison, Aaron Jones, if he plays, Dobbs already have Watson in my lineup. Wandell, yeah, it's a lot of Green Bay. Um, Aaron Jones, for sure, is getting into my lineup if he plays, which I think he will be. Dobbs, I will sit at this point because you already have Watson and Aaron Jones in your lineup. So it is between Wandell and it's between Madison. Uh, half PPR, I'm a little less intrigued by Wandell, obviously. Madison's sneaky been like, okay. He's, he's sneaky been pretty good. And I think with... Uh, 
with Justin Jefferson out. Madison, let me pull this up to make sure I'm not just like fucking yapping about like lying out here. Madison last week had uh, seven targets. Seven targets. He's had a few. I mean, he, he got into the end zone the week prior, and then he had, you know, 98 yards a week before that, 120. Like, he's been sneaky okay since the start of the season where he was super miserable. He's been okay. Um, I, and I kind of feel like uh, I, I would be okay with Madison here. So I, I w- I, I'd, I'd side with the two running backs, I think. Logan Thomas or Luke Musgrave, half PPR. Logan Thomas was uh, very, very detrimental to our analysis last week. We'll put it that way. But that doesn't mean I want to completely go away from him. Like when I look at his involvement on the team, right? Like he had a great week the week before that and he started running all the routes, etc. It's not like anything really dropped off last week. He's still running 70% of the routes. He is still seeing targets. He's still um, very involved in the offense, realistically. Uh, Luke Musgrave, they are coming off the bye, but I don't know. They got a lot of weapons that are healthy here. So honestly, I I think I might go back to uh, Logan Thomas again. I think I feel a little bit more comfortable. Half PPR, one running back, Hunt or JT. I'm, 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 I think I'm cool putting JT into the lineup now. I think this is, he he takes a little bit of a swing here. I think with uh, Minshew under center, their running backs got a lot of targets. I think against Cleveland, they're not going to be able to throw the ball, which means it's going to be very running back heavy. I, I would go JT here. In a half PPR dynasty league, would you trade away Tony Pollard and Calvin Ridley for Kenneth Walker and George Pickens? Pickens. I don't know why I said Pickens. Um, Ooh, that's a really interesting trade. Tony Pollard and Calvin Ridley. See, Pollard, basically that whole fucking sentiment that I just yapped about for a minute about like older-ish running backs that are not the elite talents, the Saquons, the uh, Ecklers, the C-Max, like those dudes who are really like league-breaking type dudes. Pollard was a dude that I, I, I was very, very nervous about investing into Dynasty this offseason for this reason because he wasn't playing on a long-term deal He's going to be 26, 27 very, very soon. And if anything goes wrong, then he's not going to get the contract that everybody thinks he's going to get. And we're kind of seeing that play out. He's getting a lot of volume, and he could turn it around for sure and be the guy that everyone thought he was in the preseason. But I, I like that swap for you. One, I would take Walker over Pollard the rest of the season. I'd obviously take Ridley over Pickens. But if we're talking about Dynasty, like the downgrade in youth is kind of nice there. Like Pickens will have value for a minute because of the uncertainty around the Steelers' offense. Um, so I actually, yeah, I, I like that move. I, I think I would, oddly enough, it feels like there's a lot of firepower on the Pollard and Ridley side just from name value. But if you actually look at what these dudes are doing for your team, Walker is probably the most valuable piece of that trade by far. So I think I like the Walker side and the youth side. Rashi Rice or Jordan Addison, half PPR. Yeah, I'll, I'll go back to Addison again. I, I think he'll be fine. I'm not too worried that, you know, it wasn't like a breakout, breakout performance. And here's the thing. With Rashi Rice, we're all hoping and wishing that it happens. We're still yet to see him really get up there in like the 60 to 70% snap range. He had a good game last game, but he was still hovering around 45 to 50% of the snaps like he's been pretty much all season. So, like, Rashi Rice is one of the premier stashes right now in fantasy, but I'm not overly comfortable to the point that I want to start him in front of a dude like Addison, who I know is going to get targets and probably get some deep shots down the field. So I'll run back to Addison on that one. Hello, Nicholas. What up, G? I'm in trouble at quarterback. Aren't we all with fields hurt? I picked up Goff, but the 
but the bat the matchup scares me. Gino has a juicy matchup and is out there on the waivers. Who do you trust more for a better floor? Yeah, I like I'm if it makes you feel any better, I have fields. I'm in a one I'm in one one QB league. It's actually a league with Austin Eckler. He's in the fucking league, and I just beat him last week or two weeks ago, which is um it's a one quarterback league in which I have Justin Fields, and he's obviously on the IR right now for me. And I picked up Geno. I did not have the option of picking up Jared Goff, which I would have. But I, this week in particular, I would play Geno over Jared Goff. Yes, I would do that. But I wouldn't drop. I would try not to drop Goff if you can, because he's been super fucking reliable. I just, This just feels like a game that's going to be uh, like a grinded out fucking battle type of game, you know? So I do personally like Geno over Goff this week, though. Heavy PR, two flex, Flowers, Dobbs, Deontay, Sutton. I like Flowers, and I like Deontay. Your girl. Keontae Ingram or Jalen Warren, half PPR. Man, it is so difficult. It is so difficult to know what to do in that Arizona backfield. I mean, when we actually break down the usage between what we saw last week, like Amari Demarcado was such a letdown, but he still led the backfield in snaps. He played 45% of the snaps. Keontae Ingram had 36% of the snaps. Uh, Damian Williams had 16%. In terms of routes, 57% to Amari DiMarcado, uh, 22% to Keontae Ingram. Like There was no clear definition of what was actually going to happen there. So I feel I feel like good enough with Jalen Warren that you'll get eight, nine points out of him to the point where I do not feel that way about Keontae Ingram. So I, w- I would go Jalen Warren there. Kyron Williams officially placed on IR. Rest in peace. Jail, you little bitch. You little bitch boy. Full PPR. One running back, Moss or Ford? Uh, I feel like you meant to throw... Influence. Do you mean to throw a third running back in here? You just follow up and throw a third running back if you meant to. There's a comma there. There's a comma there, and I feel like you would have put or in between those two. Full PPR. If DK does not play Dobbs or Pickens, man, I, I don't really like Pickens without with Deontay Johnson in. Hmm. That, that's so close for me, man. I I think I I think I'd give it a slight lean towards Pickens. Very, very slight, but I don't I don't feel great either. I don't feel great about choosing either way. Just because of, um Pickens can have that like big play, explosive play at any moment, you know. Chad, standard pick one, Mitchell, Wilson Jr., Ingram, or Hill. Good lord. Uh you are hurting. All right, so this is tough because if you decide, like, I, I kind of like Mitchell the most, just very raw here, but you'll also have to bank on the fact that, like, C-Mac won't play on Monday night, and if you wait, if you choose Mitchell and then you wait till Monday night and then C-Mac plays, then you're kind of fucked. So I would probably choose before that. So that gives us a spot between Jeff Wilson Jr., who I have such little confidence in this week, uh, Keontae Ingram, or Justice Hill, who's playing against the Lions defense, who have been... Uh, fucking ferocious against running backs. 
they have been uh, one of the, if not like the best overall team. They are actually allowing the single fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs. 3.1 yards per carry, 11.8 fantasy points per game to the opposing running back position. It's just not where I want to go. I do feel probably the best about Hill's um, about Hill's like workload, but I don't. I, it's I mean it's not really going to amount to anything there. Oh, you're killing me here. I I guess I guess I'd, I'd give it a slight lean to Keontae Ingram here. I don't feel good about that whatsoever. I don't feel good about any of your options. You're kind of just fucked, brother. You just fucked. Christian Wumble, Zay Flowers versus Godwin, full PPR. Now that, that's a good question. I like Zay. I like Zay, man. He's just so fucking involved. He's getting so many targs, man. He's getting so many targs. Jacob, if Aaron Jones is out, should I go McLaughlin, Jeff Wilson, or Ingram? We're going We're going back to Jaleel. I got Jaleel as my running back and deal or no deal this week, and I like him the most out of all these. With Monte out, would you play Craig Reynolds or Jalen Warren if Gibbs is out? Uh, Gibbs is not going to be out. Um, God forbid Gibbs is out. Yeah, I go Craig Reynolds there, but I don't think Gibbs is going to be out, so I would ride Jalen Warren for show. Joshy Baby, full PPR, two running backs, one flex between Gibbs, Brian Robinson, Barkley, Downs, Wandell, or I have the choice of either Elijah Mitchell or Jordan Mason. Okay, so again, really tough to to sit on the C-Max situation because you don't, it's not like you're choosing between Minnesota players or anything like that. So, um, I mean, I think you got to go back to Saquon coming off 28 touches. I think you probably got to ride Gibbs. Like, if you drafted Gibbs, he's on your team. This is literally what we waited for. We waited for matchups like this. We, we prayed for days like this, to grind like this, for Gibbs to get the ball like this. You know, like these are the days we waited for. I'd actually just rip off those first three. I feel good about that. Gibbs, Brian Robinson, Barkley. Those are my guys right there. Would you drop Sutton to start Wandale this week? He's still a free agent. Uh, I mean, kind of kind of lateral to me right now. I think Wandell's probably got a little bit of a safer floor. Sutton's more likely to score a touchdown. If it's full PPR, I feel good about Wandell, and I think I might start him over Sutton. But, like, mm, I – I don't I don't feel great about it though. I, I don't think it's like a move I necessarily feel like you need to make. Full PPR, Pollard or DeAndre Swift rest of season. Oh, Swift's been so good. But Pollard's getting so much usage. Um hmm. that's uh, that's really fucking tough. And I know this might be this might be a fish fucking answer. I'm going Swift, man. I'm going Swift. He's looked better. He's played better. The Philadelphia Eagles are better. I don't really care what we thought about Pollard preseason. I think I'd go Swift the rest of season. So you think sit with Lamar, CD, Ayuk? See, yeah, dude, that. I think you got a great fucking team, dude. I think you have a fantastic team. Got Nico and T as your three, four wide receivers. Yeah, I, I like that team a lot, dude. I think I think you're why. Calvin Ridley about droppable. Nah, nah, chill, chill. Flowers, Godwin, DJ Moore, full PPR, rank them, please. Um, flower. Yeah, it might be that order, man. I listen, DJ Moore. I I just don't know how you could project him for anything more than like four for forty five. I just don't know with Taylor 
Bajan, Bajan, whatever. Maybe they line up like six screen passes for him. I, Flowers would probably be my one, and then it's it's A, B for Godwin, DJ Moore. But I'd probably keep him in that order that you just gave him right there. Full ping pong league, who would win, you or Eckler? Eckler, for sure, is fucking nasty at ping pong. I have no like logic or reasoning behind it, but Eckler feels like one of those dudes that I'm, I'm surprised like Troy Aikman isn't like, you know, if Austin Eckler didn't play professional football, he probably would have been a professional ping pong player. I could see him. He's built just like you, JL. You and, you and Austin Eckler, same type beat. What do you think about Kyler Rest to see when he comes back? I mean, I don't know. I mean, if Josh Dobbs is getting it done, you got to think Kyler is. My my only concern is like what makes Kyler great, obviously, for fantasy is the fact that he runs the ball so well, right? And he'll put up those random like 40, 40, 60 rushing yard games with a touchdown. But how, you know, that knee coming right off the knee injury, how much does he run the ball? Probably not that much. So I, I think when I look at Kyler, like rest of the season, say, say he starts, let, let's say like he comes back week nine week nine ten is his first week and he's got five six weeks of fantasy i think he'll probably for the most part be ranked in that like qb 15 to 18 range on a weekly basis and even that feels probably a little bit too generous i was gonna throw in hunt okay that goes back to the question where you had zach moss jerome ford and then kareem hunt so zach moss and jerome ford or uh Oh, they're playing against each other. So Zach Moss plays against Cleveland. We've got Jerome Ford playing against Indy and Kareem Hunt playing against Indy. I, I think I go Jerome Ford there. I think I go Jerome Ford. Stevenson or McLaughlin? Oof. Ooh. Uh, I, I'll go back to Stevenson here. I'll go back to little Mondre. Mondre action. He um he had a nice little game last week, and then they're playing against the. Uh, the Bills, who are low-key, like, kind of fucking terrible against running backs. They are, like, EPA in terms of uh, yards per carry. They're they're 30th in the NFL. They, they let up a ton of explosive plays. They let up a lot of receptions to running backs. I think this could be another, like, decent game for uh, Ramondre here. So I, I would take Ramondre over McLaughlin here. Komet or Hunter Henry? Ooh. Uh... I'll go. I'll go. Uh, Hunter Henry here. I think because again, I'm just not really trying to rely on um, Tyler Badgett, and the Bills' defense is down a lot of players right now, so they're definitely not at full strength. What to do with Alave? Rest of the season, 15 targets, but only 12.7 full PPR points. Cars kill me. Yeah, cars. I don't know what the fuck they're doing over there in New Orleans, man. Every single play is this drop off to Alvin Kamara. I don't know if there's anything you can really do, bro. I, I really don't like Alave's so good. Cars. You got to think that they they have some sort of fucking sit down or intervention with this man. You got to think like Derek. We brought you here on a hundred billion dollar deal. Throw the ball. Stop. Stop looking. We're going to give you glasses within your shit that doesn't let you look behind the line of scrimmage. Like you're the hater blockers right here. So he can't even see Alvin Kamara. So he can only see above. They have to have some sort of intervention soon. I don't know. I have better days ahead for Alave. I really think so. Um, he's getting deep shots. They're just not really connecting. 
he's just too good to fail, I think, at this point. But I also think maybe we just need to uh, kind of readjust our expectations. And rather than being like a top 10 wide receiver, he's more in the top 15 range. All right. I got to actually catch a train very soon. So I'm going to dip out right now. Jacob, I'll get you as the last question. Dobbs, McLaughlin, or the GOAT, Michael Wilson. Fucks. Uh I think I go Dobbs there. I, the first two, I, I would start both of them over Michael Wilson right now. We just have no consistency over him. I love him. Love him long term still. When Kyler comes back, I'm excited to see him as the two there. But I'm not starting him in any of my redraft leagues right now. Dobbs really like the matchup against Denver, of course. Can make big plays. McLaughlin's another you know big play guy, but he is splitting the backfield with multiple players right now. So those guys are playing against each other. Let me see what the Packers defense is looking like right now against running backs. They are allowing the fourth most fantasy points to the running back position. They are a little bit efficient, but they're letting up a ton of pass catching work. Eight targets per game, which is fourth. They're fifth highest in receptions per game to the running back position. So Jaleel can kind of pop off. Jaleel can can pop off a little bit. Um, I think ultimately I, I I would probably start Dobbs. I feel a little bit more comfortable with it. But realistically, if you want some upside there, I I think I, I'd be super, super okay throwing McLaughlin in the lineup again just to see. He's exciting. He's like the best player on that offense right now. He's the most explosive. Got to think they're going to they're gonna continue to like move that um, target funnel more towards him and, and just like touching – touching the ball more as the weeks go by and continue to fade P Ryan out of fucking existence. Just saying Ritter's outscored Burrow five out of six weeks. I'm just saying I outscored Mac Jones two weeks ago. This is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall. He knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes. Ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.